Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The breakfast brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. We're going to take a look at some of the top market moving headlines investors will be paying attention to today. Uh, we have stocks struggling for direction on Monday because uh, in the US, of course, it's the first of uh, the month, brand new month. Let's take a look at economic data out of the US. Uh, Ryan, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah, it is. And I think we've got a couple of things to just digest. And I'm going to put this at the top of the list first. Here is the manufacturing gauge by the ISM And here is where it shows It has expanded in July for a 26th straight month But it is at its slowest pace since June 2020 So it's a bit of a mix back here Because you've got it still expanding But at its slowest pace And talking about that pace It's at 52.8 And that is slightly slower than June's reading of 53 But better than consensus forecast of 52.1. So beating expectations, but slower than last month. Mm, okay, what else are we looking at with regard to this employment? Surely an issue. So it's quite mixed when I dive into the details as well. Here is where it's interesting. One big reason for lower reading was a massive slide in the prices index, which tumbled 18.5 points to 60. So overall, it is still quite strong, but that is showing some signs of coming off. So you've got a bit of a good and bad there. Another encouraging development is where the employment index rose to 49.9. It's still under 50, so Mm. that's not so good news. But it is improving by 2.6 points from June. So it's a good and bad there as well. Overall, what some of the businesses have been describing the latest business landscape as the biggest concerns they have right now is inflation and supply chain bottlenecks. And this is likely to be one of the drivers for conversations as we look out for how we might see a potential recession around the corner. So this is uh, still putting things in a bit of a well uncertain edge right now for okay. many businesses. Okay. Before we get to the R question, I've got another R question to ask you. So last week with the FOMC rate decision, we got some kind of a hint that the Fed is going to slow down, right? With regard to the aggressive uh, tackling of inflation. Speculation, market reaction, we saw all of that leading up to August. So where does this leave us? Is the Fed's still in that same situation where they can afford to think about slowing down to prevent that recession or are they going to continue the aggressive approach? Yeah, we did get that technical recession and that really sets up, set up some expectations that hey, maybe the Fed might think twice about stepping up on those rates. But it looks like at least going by one Fed official, that may not be the case. So this is according to the Federal Reserve Bank of Minneapolis President Neil Kashkari. So this was in an interview with CBS and he said we are a long way away from reaching that 2% inflation target. Very and true. If he's, and he's saying if you're debating whether or not the US is in a recession, you're asking the wrong question. But I don't get it. I mean, 9.1%, which means $100 in a year from now will be worth $91. How am I asking the wrong question here? Well, I think it's a valid question to ask, but you have to ask many more questions. So there are so <laughs> many things to really digest and okay. factor in, right? Okay. And when you talk about recession, what comes to mind? It's, I think for many people, uh, pain in the labor market, so yeah. job losses. And to some extent, that's yeah. not come yeah. through. So I think he's watching that closely, as well as the inflation data as well. That 
is new st- still not where they want it to be. Two percent, and we talk about how it's at around nine point one percent right now. That is a four-decade high. So until those measures come into a bit of a satisfactory um, level, I think we won't be able to see those rate hike conversations change anytime soon. Mm. I mean, and some people argue that wages are continuing to grow, although you have the counter-argument, which is are wages growing in line with inflation? I mean, that's not all as well. I mean, looking on a broader scale, geopolitical tensions are also a part to blame. Mm, this is where Taiwan comes into the conversation. You've got House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. It looks like she is set to visit Taiwan. And of course, she's in Singapore yep. right now. Yep. So we are expecting her to be in Taiwan today. And we've heard how China has been responding to it. Yeah, and this is something we'll get into in a while in our China Perspective conversation at about 7.20. But yes, it is going to be a landmark move by a U.S. official. And just a reminder, this is not a situation that U.S. President Joe Biden can simply control her and tell her, hey, you know, she, he can't control her travel itinerary, mm. uh, just to, to be very clear. Yeah, the onshore Roman B pretty much reflecting the sentiment right now, down as much as 0.6% in the wake of the report and also weakening of the Taiwanese dollar, showing the ongoing sentiment, uh, just putting some pressure there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, one to watch. We'll, we'll continue to watch that space. Let's take a look at the earnings front. Uh, we've got quite a bit to get through, uh, but we'll start off with Starbucks. I mean, now that, you know, things are opening up, I'm thinking they did pretty decent this quarter. Yeah, these are the earnings to look out for in the coming day. We've got Starbucks just about to report numbers later tonight. So the focus is going to be on store closings and the new normal. Are people heading back to Starbucks? Are they spending as much as they used to? Are they willing to pay more? Uh, Because Starbucks has raised prices off the back of what we've been seeing, higher costs of materials and wages. Mm. So we'll see if Starbucks is still able to wield that pricing power to boost its bottom line. And also what type of guidance is giving for is overseas markets, especially China. Yeah, second quarter is stuff for, or numbers for Uber Technologies, AMD, as well as Airbnb to watch out for. Just another earnings preview to highlight Caterpillar. Uh, where do all these, you know, supply chain issues, raw material issues, where is it likely to play a part in terms of the earnings coming up? Right, so a couple of headwinds where we have the US dollar strength in focus. Mm. So that could be one to watch out for. But the good news is raw material prices have come down slightly. Ah. So that could work in Caterpillar's favour. So earnings on tap tonight for Caterpillar. All right. Uh, And to wrap it up, you've got a really interesting story about guess who? Donald J. Trump. Uh, Everyone's talking about my taxes. Uh, What's the latest? (laughs) Gosh, you might remember in the headlines recently, his ex-wife, Ivana Trump. Uh, So she passed passed away, away, sadly. But uh, she was buried in a gold-hued coffin at his golf club. I'm sorry, what now? Okay, I didn't know about this. So how does this... I'm guessing this is something to play into his, his tax issues. How, how does this work? So this is um, his New Jersey golf club. So okay. she was buried there. And like, you talk, and like you alluded to, hey, it might have something to do with taxes. That's what everyone is trying to ask this right now. Is this a tax-motivated move? Because right. if you dive into some of the details now emerging, it looks like... Um, the Trump Family Trust has sought to designate that property now, golf course, no. as a cemetery. No! So what? It, obviously, a cemetery would cause lesser taxes, right, than a golf club. In fact, it's been described as a 
trifactor of tax avoidance. <laughs> so it avoids property tax, income tax, and sales tax, all of them eliminated. And then you have the question, how many graves qualifies as a cemetery, right? Because right now it's just Ivana Trump. So it looks like going into the details, there's no stipulation about the minimum number of human remains necessary for tax wow. breaks to kick in. So it is quite interesting how he has managed oh to God. find a way around this if it is indeed his motivation. But it be humans though. Animals, okay. No? Okay, this is the other thing, right? <laughs> Guess what? Donald Trump was already a hit before this entire saga, before oh. his, pa- his wife passed away. So the golf course was already registered as a farm because huh? the golf course has some animals on it, some goats, some animals that could be... Res- no, just lending its name yeah, to throw a bit of a hay in there as well, and a horse as well. So that reduces his tax bill by quite a lot already as a farm. So now he gets to call it a cemetery. I, I kind of feel like we should give it to him, you know, because <laughs> he's quite smart to do this. <laughs> to listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.